their defense versus people that don't have money. So you see a lot of, you know, lower, and, and that's really a class issue, and, and race does come into play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. So we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And if you guys have been following the show, you know that we do an original monthly series. It's called the Dreamer and Doer series where we spotlight an amazing millennial who is doing great things not only in their own personal lives, but in the lives of others around them. And today I would like to welcome to the show Joshua Walker. He's from Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I was waiting for that. (laughs) 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 All right, now he is the founder and CEO of Avenue Music Group. Uh, It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to encouraging entrepreneurship uh, to inner city youth. And after studying business management for three years as an undergraduate, Joshua decided to proudly drop out of college to pursue his dreams of implementing this program into schools across the five boroughs. And on top of being a proud college dropout and entrepreneur, he also has another endeavor for profit. He has a for-profit business that is focused on furthering the careers of aspiring (laughs) music artists. Now, and with these pursuits, he has been able to take artists from New York to L.A. to Denmark and to Germany. So he is basically making it happen in his life. He has a lot of projects, come, uh, upcoming projects going on, and he is doing a lot. So, Joshua, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Yes. That was an amazing introduction right there. I mean, your bio is amazing. <laughs> That's all it took for it to sound amazing. You have a great portfolio of work. I believe you're only 24 years yes, old. 24. So when did you jo- drop out of college? Uh, My junior year. So I did one year at Brooklyn College, one year at Hashra, then back to Brooklyn College. And then I realized mm, school wasn't for me. And you were doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your GPA at that a time? GPA. Uh, I'm glad. Always, I love saying this. It was a 4.0. And I was uh, involved in so many different organizations and clubs. I was really getting as much out of college as I possibly could, but it just wasn't the route for me. Nah. Wow. So, so tell me about that moment where you're like, I'm doing really well in school. I'm popular. My grades are on point. You know, I'm learning a lot. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to drop out. Like, how did that moment even happen? Um, sh- long story short, it was a teacher. I would never forget him. Um, I, I forgot his name. But um, <laughs> He just said, I will never forget him, never but forget I just forgot his name. The class. There we go. Yeah, see? There we go. Exactly. I like her. I like her. Alyssa the lawyer. Yeah. So Alyssa got my back. But, um... I had him for Chinese politics, and you know a curriculum, uh, uh, the thing you get at the beginning of the class. I think the itinerary. Not not the itinerary. The um the thing that pretty much lists everything you have to do. The syllabus. syllabus. There we go. There you go. The syllabus. So obviously, if you follow the syllabus, you would expect to get the grade you deserve, right? Am I correct? Okay. Yep, absolutely. Um, it was a participation grade, and I got a nine out of ten. And it wasn't anything serious, but it was just a principle that he didn't want to give it to me because just because he felt that he didn't want to give a perfect grade out. I was there every single day. Every single day. It was me and one other person that actually participated. Um, my grades were on point. So it was like, why wasn't I getting the credit I deserved? So at that point, it was like, you know, I don't want to be here if somebody else is going to dictate my success, even when I did exactly what they asked me to do. So 
after after that point, I just moved on. At that point, you realized I don't need college. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't for me. <laughs> okay, it wasn't for me. Next steps. You found out that college was working for you, but you made a personal decision that you no longer wanted to pursue and get and actually graduate with a degree. Mm-hmm. What did you do next? After that, um, so at that moment, I was doing artist management. So I was working a lot with a singer and a hip hop artist at the time. So that was my way of bridging the gap of my love of music. But sadly, I, I can't sing, dance, rap, none of that. But I always had a, a knack for business. Neither can Stanley, but he tries all the time. I just want to throw that in there. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good with that. <laughs> but um, I was bridging those gaps by managing artists. And then we was also doing some work inside of like Queens Libraries. Um, going into school, well, going into the libraries and teaching, like not entrepreneurial, but teaching music classes. So I was enjoying what I was doing outside of school. And because it was benefiting me, obviously I was making a, a living off of it. And on top of that, I was benefiting the youth that we was coming in contact with, the artists I was working with. I felt everybody was benefiting more from me being out of class than me being in class, just sitting there, falling asleep, not taking notes, and really wasting my time, in my opinion. Oh, wow. So you decided to put your energy towards your passion. Exactly. So tell me more about your non-for-profit, when and how you started it. Okay. When did I start? (laughs) So... Uh, about two and a half years ago. Um, actually, I'll start with what we do, uh, and then I'll go from there. So Avenue Music Group, AMG for short, is a nonprofit organization. We teach entrepreneurship skills to youth within disadvantaged communities. And the reason I started is because I grew up in Bed-Stuy before it was quote-unquote gentrified. And I was exposed to negative influences all the time. You got your gang members, your drug dealers, your scammers, all these people that you see on a consistent basis. But once you're in school, you don't see anything else. Other than teachers, you don't really see positive young people like myself and everybody at this radio radio station. We don't see this. Our kids aren't typically exposed to these things. So it's like, why aren't we are always exposed to this negativity, but we're never exposed to positive things. And then on top of that, we're never taught inside of schools especially within black neighborhoods we're not taught life skills so now that we when we go to college when we go into our first job internships we're not prepared and it's like a lot of people are just going to school just to be there just because society tells you hey that's the place that you need to be to become successful you need school and it's like when you really think about it that's that's backwards you can do whatever you want in this world and school is supposed to be a tool that you can use to help you get to get closer to your passion, you know? So that's why I pretty much started it because when we was going into doing these um these Queen Colleges, I mean Queen um libraries, um, a lot of these kids that we was talking to, they had that mindset. It was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I never thought about it. I'll think about it after four years. And it's like, but you're gonna let four years pass you before you even start thinking about what you want to do. That's wasting money. So I wanted to be able to come in and really impact them at a young age to really get their mindset and their skill set on the level that they need to be on. That's powerful. So you took this program and you've implemented it into schools across the five boroughs now. What impact have you seen uh, from these city school children now that they have this program? Um, I guess the biggest impact, I would say, is the kids that we're working with over the summer right now. Our interns, they love it. They love it. And it's just good to... Um, I remember when I was interviewing, me and Stacey, we was interviewing our first intern. Her face lit up when we told her that we was going to introduce her to some people in her field because she wanted to be a nonprofit lawyer. 
we're going to introduce her to people in her field. Oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> I just made that connection. But just to speak to them and ask them some questions and, you know, just um, connect with people that's, that already have experience in her field. So just to see her face light up from that was like, that's what I love. And when we go into schools, it's like to see the, the quiet kids build that confidence where they're okay and they're more outgoing. They want to talk. They want to get to know people. See, to see the, the quote-unquote hood kids, the kids that are bad, they talk a lot, be able to flip that whole mindset and really work towards something of, like they used to sell drugs or something, but be able to flip that skill set and now do something positive with it. So really seeing that, like that's – that's what's powerful to me. That's what I love seeing from all these youth. Speaking about these block stars, because I remember growing up in East New York. Mm. You said black star? Black stars. Okay. One of the things that I always say is that like the people in East New York that everyone is so afraid of and they think they have no futures, you give them a little bit of opportunity and just That's watch it. how far they go. So just talking about those kids who are perceived as like bad or like the troublemakers, what kind of transformation have you seen in them with the ones you've worked with? With the ones I'm working with, I'm trying to think of some right now. Because um, a lot of it is on like a school, school to school basis. So we don't work with everyone outside of the school. But just to see them actually have a build an interest in school. Because some kids, they was like, nah, I'm not going to school. I don't want to be here. Um, it's boring, this and that and the other. But the way we come in and engage them and we let them, we pretty much break down the why. Why are you here? You can build skills in English class so you be able to talk to people. You can build skills in math so now you know you know what to do with your money when you get it because you know what kids love to make money. So just to see them realize or pretty much have their, their mindset expanded so they can know why they're doing things, that's, I guess, the improvement I would see with them. So you're teaching them these life skills and these entrepreneurial classes. You're a, high, you're a college dropout. Are you encouraging and would you encourage your stu- these students to actually go to school for four years, spend thousands of dollars, come out with $50,000 in debt when they could just be like you? Absolutely not. Let me stop. <laughs> but I'm not. Um, yeah, I would encourage them because um, my experience is like I didn't have the best experience in college. Um, that's the reason I dropped out. But I didn't really understand why I was there. So when I talk to them, it's like, if you go there, just make sure you understand that college is a business. Like, no matter what you do in school, you want to sleep in class, you want to be on Snapchat, you want to skip, you want to talk to the girls. It's like, they're getting a paycheck no matter what, and you're paying them. Or you're taking out a loan that you have to pay back. So understand that and get as much out of college as college is going to get out of you. Absolutely. And I understand that you do have um, some upcoming projects and events. So yes. talk to me about what uh, you do to give back to the community through these events and projects. Okay. So when we originally started off, it was more so of um, doing workshops like Once in a Blue Moon. But how, I guess a focus was more so of like the community events that we do. So to bring people together and show people that there are young people of color that could come together and not be fighting and killing each other, um, acting crazy, but we could come together and promote positivity. So with the events that we started off with, uh, one of our staple event right now is our Thanksgiving Day Give Back, where we provide food, clothes, and uh, entertainment for the community. And first year, we did about maybe 300 people. 
The next year we doubled it. We was, you know, that's a big event. Three hundred people yeah, first time weeks. around. Two weeks. Wow. Two weeks to plan it. Two weeks. Yes. What are we doing wrong? <laughs> like we spent months I, I planning got the something. Idea and and it was like, yo, this would be dope. Let's see if I can actually do it. And then once I get something in my mind, it's like. It takes over, and it's like, all right, I have to do it. So I would hit up everybody on my phone personally, everybody on Facebook, everything. So within two weeks, we did that. Next year, we doubled it. About 900 people came out. This year, I'm looking to have between 1,500 and 2,000 people out. And not only are we getting people um, out that can benefit from the event, the clothes and stuff that we give out, but also we have organizations that are coming together. Last year, we had more than 200, 200 organizations come together to put this event on. So some people offer clothes, some people offer food, some people come in um, for entertainment. So it was like so many different aspects where we could get nonprofits, um, individual artists, uh, radio stations <laughs> involved and just come out and just enjoy this big event that we're doing, you know, to promote positivity. So I have a question. This is a lot of community work. Mm-hmm. How are you sustaining? So with AMG, we are 501c3 nonprofit. So a lot of people, when they hear nonprofit, they hear just like charity. Nonprofits are not charities, so we have different revenue streams that we get funded from. So um, now we can get grants, which is I'm happy about that. But um, also donations and um, fees that we like small flexible fees that we charge the schools when we go in to actually do the programs. Wow! So yeah. that's that's all it. T- I mean, I'm not gonna say that's all, not, but yeah. it sounds like you're really you know, you're giving back and you've made a livelihood out of it. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's the best. Absolutely. To do what you love to do and actually have fun with it, you know? We're we're impacting kids, but not only are we impacting them, I'm I love being around the youth and just being able to use the the little bit of wisdom I have to give back to them. So now they don't have to go through the same mistakes that we have to go that we had to go through. So and I'm offering other people opportunities to do the same thing. So it's like the win win everywhere. Absolutely. So Joshua, you're doing a lot. Right. What is it that you dream to do as a dreamer and doer? Hence the name. Where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Five to ten years. Specifically with the non for profit. With the non for profit. Okay, so to stay in that field, um, I see AMG as a nationwide program. No ifs, ands, or buts. Like um, we've done things in Jersey. uh, We've done stuff in Cali. So I see it as a staple in all public schools because I need the thing is I always look at it as like we have math social studies science everything that we have to be taught for 12 years of our lives but life skills knowing how to network with people knowing how to manage your time I think these are like the some of the most overlooked skill sets that us as adults we use it every single day so there's absolutely no reason why we aren't learning these skills in high school so my thing, five to ten years from now, I want this program to be in every single high school within the country. Within ten years, that's a, that's a little stretch, but <laughs> it's definitely going to be all over the East Coast and in major cities within ten years. There's nothing wrong with dreaming. Yeah, absolutely, and Joshua. Doing. Right, See, dreaming and doing. How tell people how they can contribute to um, your non for profit and help that out. Okay, um, well, definitely first visit our website, which is amger.org. Um, we have everything that we do, past events and stuff up there. So you can just check us out, see if you actually like what we do. Um, as for artists and 
different young entrepreneurs. Our focus is to bring young entrepreneurs and artists in to really impact these kids and engage them through entertainment. So anybody that's interested in actually giving back, coming and speak to the kids for an hour, coming to perform for the kids, definitely hit me up. And um, I can set that up. AMG underscore ER. That's for the company. AMG underscore EO, CEO. That's for my personal Instagram. And yeah, definitely like reach out. Oh, second thing with um, we have a company outside for profit. It's our uh, uh, clothing brand. And it's called Black Academy, which stands for Building a Lasting Kind. Me and Stacy over there in the corner, we came up with it. So it was our cold brand. And um, it really just stands for the, the sign we use is a non-equal sign because we feel like nobody has a straight path to success. Like I was a college dropout. Stacey, she has her, her, her degree. Some people got master's, doctorates. Everybody has a different path. So nobody's equal when chasing success. And it really just represents everything that we're doing with positivity and trying to build and educate our community to become owners. So um, what we're doing right now is we, we have this thing called the black box where we're actually um, going to different storefronts within the communities setting up little donation boxes so once people donate um 50 percent of the proceeds go to the small business which helps the business owners and 50 percent is donated to our organization which helps us sustain these programs that absolutely we do school, so. that is yeah. awesome thank you so much joshua walker for stopping for by let your voice be heard inspiring us to dream and to do and i just want to say i think what resonates with me the most is the fact that you were doing well in one space but if you don't have a purpose or a sense of purpose it is fruitless and sure. i encourage every single person that whatever it is that you're passionate about like i i have a particular belief that everybody has a god-given talent or a passion that can be used for the greater good of society get in sure. touch with that have a couple conversations with yourself or with people that you love and support to find out what it is that i can do to make this world a greater place i mean we have donald trump we have racism we have um, homophobia we have all these different type of isms but if we can use what we have and what we know to better the community then we will better the world on that note i want to say again thank you to joshua thank you for everybody for hanging out with us here and let your voice be heard if you love the show make sure you check us out on social media at be heard underscore radio subscribe to us on itunes and stitcher and google and iHeartRadio. radio is let your voice be heard love ya i won't be here next week i'll be in barbados with rihanna for work right working clearly <laughs> i'll be working in barbados with rihanna but they'll be back here on let your voice be heard toodles <laughs>